Lamar Jackson career red zone stats, 43 passing touchdowns, 12 rush touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ooh. Ooh. Does that include play- – <laughs> what's, what's the playoffs? Yeah, just so said, I, I would imagine that that includes his whole. It just career, says right? career. It just says career. I uh, no no no. I want to hear just playoff. That's probably not. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Finally, we're back in the lab. Stadium Drive Podcast. If you're a new listener, uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Uh, leave us a review. We like reviews. Um, follow us on Twitter at Stadium Drive Pod. That is our main social media platform that we usually use. We're dropping all kinds of news, notes, debates, whatever you, whatever. Uh, Before we get started, though, let me tell you about our good friends over at Georgia Beer Company. Georgia Beer Company is Georgia's southernmost brewery. Georgia Beer Company brews traditional and innovative beers using many Georgia-grown products. I'm talking products that are made right here in Georgia in the dirt. They pull them out, and they I don't know how they do it, but they make delicious beers. Uh, You can try a variety of their patented beers. They have a ton. They have like 30 or maybe even more. Um, you can visit their tap room at 109 South Briggs Street in Valdosta, Georgia. They're locally owned and operated right here in Valdosta. Uh, great atmosphere, great people, live music, food trucks, games. It's always a party up there. Go up there and check them out. But, uh, but if you're not in Valdosta, don't worry, because you can check them out at your local liquor store or your nearest Publix. This is in Georgia only. They're coming to other states soon. Trust the process. Uh, you must be 21 years or older to drink. Like I've said many times, that's the law. And uh, please drink responsibly. All right, uh, let's do it. Let's get into the podcast. All right, and we are back, finally. Virtual Lab, Joe and Brad. What's up, fellas? What up? What's up, man? Dude, I, was thinking, I was thinking the other day, remember when we used to record together? That seems so long ago. I know. It... Dude, it has been. When when was the last time we recorded together? Probably like in a year, like since it was in March, March December. Oh, it was beginning March. March. Was it? Yeah, beginning of March. Yep. Right before like, coronavirus. Yeah, and then like during Rona is when I was like building the podcast studio in the back, and I just kind of quit on it. I I went out there. I went out there the other day, and I was like, this could still be cool. I just got to finish it. I don't know. I would like to do that though. Well, it was like so weird when we first started recording like over zoom and now it's just normal. Like it, I yeah. think it would be weird mm-hmm. if we were all together. It probably yeah. would. I, I low key like zoom a lot. Like I like yeah. it. Like, Cause yeah, I've got like pajama pants on right now. Just yeah. drinking a Georgia beer, just hanging out. I don't know. So, uh, anyways, crazy week this week. Um, yeah, crazy week. We're going to talk, I guess we can start out with the with the championship games and then we'll get into a little bit of recruiting and then NFL and so forth and so forth. All right, uh, what, game, what uh Well, I mean, we'll just start out with Ohio State since they played first. Yeah. Terrible. I was not impressed. 
one of the bit not impressed at all. One of the biggest Northwestern fans in the world. Really wanted North- them boys. What no- Northwestern had maybe the most unathletic offense I've ever seen in my life. Like it it re- it reminded me of like football teams in the nineties. Like Big Ten teams haven't progressed any other than like Ohio State. That's it. Like it's it still looks like they're playing like nineties college football. Yeah, the the Patrick Ram- – what's his name? Was it, it Something was Ram- Ramsey. Ramsey. Pat- I want to say Patrick. That's just not- Peyton Ramsey. Who's Patrick Ramsey? Is that a actor? Sounds like a basketball player. Does it? Patrick Ramsey. Patrick Ramsey. Who is that? Uh, that's Pat- I'm thinking was Patrick it- Beverly. I'm thinking wasn't Patrick he Beverly. A, wasn't he an old Redskins quarterback? Patrick Ramsey? That doesn't ring a bell to me. I'm Googling who Patrick Ramsey is. Jalen Hurts is driving. Google that 10. garbage. Anyway, Patrick, Patrick Ramsey, he used to be a quarterback for the Washington R-Words. When? Wow. When? It must have been way before my time. Um, he, he was drafted in 2002. Oh, shit. That's not before my time. I don't remember that. He, must... he was a Redskins quarterback for 2002 to 2005 and then a million other teams. He didn't play, though. He was, I mean, he was drafted in the first round, 32nd pick. He should have played. Anyway – uh, Peyton Ramsey, the dude was a a turnover machine. It looked like neither team wanted to win for a little while. Either. Either team. Justin Fields looked like what a future Jaguars quarterback should look like. 12 for 27, 114, two picks. He didn't look good. Ohio State's yeah. going to get beat in the playoffs, but I know I'm looking Bad, ahead. Badly. But. Is it bad for me to say that I'm just happy that he's not going to win a national championship? Who's that, Fields? Fields, if I, was, yeah. if I was a Georgia fan, I would, no. I would be rooting so hard against that. Ohio State shouldn't be in the playoffs. No. To me. hundred I agree with that, too. I, like, I, I, feel like it, I feel like all the talk was Notre Dame versus Texas A&M, and I was like, no. Ohio State should be the team that should be left out. Especially, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. got they got so lucky. Like the Big Ten bends their rules, changes it all all together to get them into the championship. And it's like, what's waiting on them in the championship? Not some powerhouse team, freaking Northwestern. Like, yeah. like they the get fighting to, Reese Davises, and they struggle. I mean, they beat Indiana, but they struggled hard in that game. So the really yeah. the only test was that, and then they kind of just fell flat in their own playoff or their own uh, championship, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they struggled like hell until pretty much the fourth quarter against Northwestern. It was like yeah. 10 to 13 at the end of three. And, I mean, Northwestern had opportunities. Northwestern, the quarterback threw a pick in the end zone. Huge no-no. He, they missed a field goal. That would have been huge. Hey, well, college football is such a momentum game, and once North, once Ohio State got momentum in the fourth, it was it was done. It was over. Yeah, and everybody was talking about how bad Notre Dame looked against Clemson. If Ohio State played like that, like the the way they did against Northwestern, if they played like that against um, Clemson, Clemson would have beat them by a million. Yeah, so it's like I don't. It it really made me so mad this weekend that. It was basically everybody was saying who should get in Notre Dame or A and M. Yeah, I, yeah, because I, I think Notre Dame definitely deserves a spot over Ohio State. Yeah, it was. If you you got to look, you can't just look at one game or how they're playing 
right now. To me, everybody was picking Clemson to beat Notre Dame. A lot of people were picking Clemson to beat Notre Dame by multiple touchdowns. So when it happens and all, all the talks like, okay, well, Notre Dame's not playing good right now. It should be who the, the top four teams playing right now. And it's like, no, like Clemson is way more motivated. Mm-hmm. They are a better team and they're healthy now. That should not – it should not make Notre Dame – penalize Notre Dame for having to play Clemson twice and you reward Ohio State for getting lucky and getting able, being able to play Northwestern. Like it's just – that's not fair. Why can't why can't Miami opt out of the because Corona's whether we have a vaccine whatever Corona's still going to be here. I, what I want I want Miami to opt out and then play the last month of the season. They'll hopefully they'll be like four and zero and then we'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I, was, I mean, if I was Notre Dame, I would a thousand percent fake COVID and not play Clemson twice. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it would have been smart. It would have been the smartest thing to do. Then they would have. They would have got Ohio State in the first round. Yeah. What do you? What happens? Uh, it's just we can get into the other games here in a second. But what happens if like COVID cancels one of the championship games and the other one goes off and then there's this weird thing about there's I'm breaks for these teams and I I, I, I I saw on Twitter that Nick Saban was letting his players go home for Christmas break. That seems – I don't know if that's true or not, but that seems really risky. That's a good – like, that's a guy – that's a solid, like, move as a person. But as a football coach, that's – Yeah, well, yeah, that, Nick Saban is – Saban just comes off to me as the Grinch. He comes off to me that he's like, F, forget football – or forget Christmas, we've got games to win. So, if, that is, if that is true, then that that is crazy. I don't know. I think – I don't know. I don't know. Because it could definitely happen. Hell, I don't know. Honestly, who knows? I just, I, I just think we're. I mean, let's let's just let Alabama and Clemson play tomorrow yeah. and get the show. See, the most, with. see, I want to I want to apologize to all of our our listeners and the guys on Twitter that are like Brad, Brad, why'd you pick those guys? I I was like, it's 2020. Nothing has happened the same any in any year or this year based off of what's happened in the past. And I was like, yeah, it's 2020. I mean, you were rooting Alabama for chaos. Oh yeah, Alabama. Yeah. And there was a ton of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but that. I mean, you guys want to talk Clemson Notre Dame next, or the Alabama Florida game? Well, we can talk. Let's talk Oklahoma Iowa State. Iowa State made that a ball game. Yeah, they did. Like, Iowa I was, State. I was they, like, I was they like, just don't quit. Yeah, and they they don't, dude. The biggest bullshit call I have seen this entire year was that fourth and two play. Where they did not call the penalty. Offsides. The boys jumped offsides twice. Yeah, but they didn't move. <laughs> they didn't I know, move. and and that's and I know, and we've talked about that with McAvoy before. How the offensive lineman has to move, but like we've seen Brad, we've seen Matt Campbell, aka Brad, with the hat out there on the field, yelling, <laughs> screaming. That yeah. dude, I loved his energy though, because it was all they had to do was flinch. I know. That's all they had to do. Yep. I, I, I think it's bullshit too, but I mean, you gotta they gotta encroach or make them move. I don't know. Yep. That's a good game though. Is uh, game. is Brock you think Brock Purdy leaves? You think he comes back? Um He's a junior. I would I would like to ask Sean that because I think that 
I think that he'll leave, but I don't know if he if he I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I think I think he'll leave. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Notre Dame Clemson. I feel like my personal opinion. I think Clemson kind of like took their foot off the gas once it was like oh, over. Yeah. They were just like meh. Yeah. Let's just coast. Yeah. Stay and healthy. I, I said after the first Notre Dame-Clemson game, what needs to be said is how many guys Clemson were missing on defense. Yeah, not Trevor Lawrence. Not Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was look, look how many guys were missing. Those guys were back for the Notre Dame game, the second one, and you could tell they were on just a whole different level. Yeah, there was a lot of people on Twitter that was like, Clemson's different with Trevor. And I'm like – and I'm guilty because at the time I was like, a big Trevor. I, I mean, I thought, that's true. They I, they are I, different with Trevor, but they are. But they're more different defense. without the defensive guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, there was a ton of people on Twitter, like I said, saying that, and I I retweeted a couple of people where I commented on a couple of people and was like, but the defense being healthy is what the key is. Like, that's the big. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it, this week just showed. It's Clemson and Alabama mm-hmm. and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's going to be uh, – Alabama Notre Dame is going to be an absolute blowout. Yep, it's going to be bad. I don't, I don't know if it'll be like a 40 – shit, it might be like a 42-14 like the last time they played. It might be that bad. This is going to yeah. show again why the – we don't want a blowout to happen in the playoffs. It's going to happen in both games, I think. Yeah, there's blowouts every single year, I feel like. The committee, which, I mean, Alabama would blow out Cincinnati. They'd blow out Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They would yeah. Blow that's, out. Why, that's why I don't get everybody's talk of expanding the playoffs. The one and four seed game is usually a blowout. So, what happens when one and eight play? That's just a risk for injuries and – like you'll get an you'll get an upset every now and then, but for the most more. part, I think I that's want... the thing. Like why like why in uh, March Madness do they allow a 16 seed in? It's because 16 can take over one at some point, and it's happened. So I just I just one, like one time in the history of the tournament. It's happened though. I mean, it's happened. Yeah, but just... basketball is a lot easier to play than college football. Yeah, I will say like, I think like, I think it's because you know it's just. Trying to decide the top four teams is difficult and just giving everybody an, an opportunity to do that. Because, like, there's five and six right now. They, I mean, it's a little bit easier this year than it has been in the past. But there's been times where it's like five definitely should be in, at least have an opportunity. Or they made one slip up there out of the playoff based off the top four teams, but they still might be one of the top teams. Like the Georgia teams that – like the two lost teams a couple years ago. They had solid games. They blew, they choked away the one against Alabama, that one where they were the two lost team then. But uh, well, that, that that's I, my win your I games, win your regular season games, and yeah, you won't have anything to play. The you're you're right, but I just like the idea of more games because like you can do an eight team playoff, and you can do the first round could be the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl. And then semis can just be called semis and then the national championship. I just like the idea of just having more – just more yeah, I, To me, you just – you risk these amateur athletes right before the draft 
if you add games. Well, that's why they opt out. Injuries. They'll opt out though. They'll if if, if they if they don't want to play, they'll opt out. Yeah, but that's I mean that's to me that's not fair. Like we're 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 arguing the one and four is about to be a blowout, and nobody You're wants right. to watch it. And that and everybody wants a one versus eight. I take. Do you think Kelly uh, Kelly wants to opt out just because he knows he's gonna get smashed? So if they don't have any uh, <laughs> any family or friends that come to the game, think he just is like, yeah, we're not gonna play because that was the sick. that was the biggest BS response <laughs> when he said that. Because yeah, like, to me that was just like he's trying to take pressure off his team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, there's no, yeah, there's, there's no way, no way that he's they're gonna. Oh, we're gonna opt out of the championship. What do you think the like? What do you think Notre Dame would do? Like, just faculty boosters. Shoot. Sure. No. I would bad. just to me. I would just opt out and say we're the champions. I would go the USC route and just make a banner and UCF, say I'm the champion. Yeah. 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 So, wow, uh, Florida Bama high scoring. What a game. It got that was it, awesome. It got hairy. It was a great game. It got hairy towards the end. I was watching it. The only thing I could think about was boy, if Florida wins, Brad's gonna give me shit for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was Did I y'all was ever really think like, Florida was gonna win though? No. I, at, I, at no, no three, point after the three major errors in the first half, I knew regardless of what was gonna happen, that they were gonna lose the game. Like yeah. at no I mean, point that, at no point did I ever think Florida was gonna win. Even when they cut it to one possession, I was still like, if Alabama has to have a scoring drive, they will score. Like, I never thought that Alabama was going to lose that game. Yeah, well, when it was when it was like 35-31, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, if they – Even then, I was like, no. If, you know, Florida you – know, I don't – I was getting a little nervous, but then Alabama did like 10 plays, just ran it straight down the field. Yeah. Mike Jones is good. Every, to well, everybody, everybody the, on the entire everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it did. It, it gave me more confidence that the Clemson, because I originally thought it was Alabama and everybody else. But after this week, Alabama Clemson, I think, is going to be a really, really good game. Like it you gave think me it more will confidence. Be a good game? It gave me more confidence that Clemson after this week alone. It gave me more confidence that Clemson would be able to play with Bama because Bama's oh. defense. What do you guys think the score is going to be of that game? Because it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be high scoring because it's, gonna be high, it's not going to be it's not going to be to the level of Florida and, and Alabama, yeah. but it'll be a thirty something to thirty something type game. Yeah. I think 35-34. Well, no, I don't know about thirty four. Thirty five, thirty two, something weird, something like that. <clears throat> um, do you? How do you not give Devontae Smith the Heisman? I just think that I just think that Alabama's gonna split votes and I could see like Trevor Lawrence winning. Yeah. That's that's what I think is gonna happen. Really? In, I like to see Najee get it. I lost I I I wasn't paying attention to what you said. You said you, you think Trevor's gonna win it. I think that Alabama guys are gonna split votes and Trevor Lawrence. Dabo, Dabo's little comment at the end of the game, it was cocky, but it's it kind of sold me. It was like he had a little sass to him, a little sass. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. If I'm picking one player in college football to build my team around, it's Trevor Lawrence. I agree. And even though I, I don't see, I don't think the Heisman is a stat. 
I don't think it should be just purely stats. I think it should be the best player in college football. I agree with that. I th- yeah, I agree with that uh, overall. On yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, who knows? I, I mean, think- uh, all all of Florida's fan base says it's going to be Trask. Trask has got the numbers, but he's got three he's losses. He's got stats, but he's got three losses. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's the me, thing that's that that's the thing that people don't realize is because if you go back the past twenty years, like the majority. If you've lost more than – if you've lost two or three games, you're not going to win the Heisman. I don't think so. I, I would – I think that would be crazy if Trask won the Heisman. It's definitely possible, though. I want to see Najee win it. He would be a good one, yeah. I mean – Devontae Smith is just insane. It's amazing. Yeah, and he see, like – I wonder what his when, numbers would be if they kept Waddle. Well, see, like when Waddle went down, everybody was like, oh, shit, there goes the empire. Like, no. And the thing about it, Alabama has another Devontae Smith coming in this coming year. They signed him. He plays on defense, but he's probably a baller too, I'm sure. <laughs> it's got to be boring to be an Alabama fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got it. Well, I wonder if out. it just ramps up in pressure, though. It's like we're expected now to – or are you just like, ah, if we lose, well, whatever. It was time. Yeah. Shout out, shout out my, my boy Ben. He's an Alabama fan. And he'll, like, text me and be like, we're going to lose this game. I'm like, Ben, you're not going to fucking lose this game. You haven't lost games uh, in a very <laughs> long time. You're not going to lose this game. No, nah, dude, our defense, our defense isn't what it used to be. You're still Alabama. You still have Nick Saban. Yeah. I would be the cockiest person alive if I was an Alabama fan. Yeah. I don't know – I. I don't know if it was in person somewhere last week, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I brought this up last week or not. But whenever Saban retires, whoever takes his place. Oh I would yeah, hate, you said I that. Would, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. I'd hate I want to see twenty, guy. like what twenty thirteen, Joe, when FSU was actually good. I wanted to see like what your what your trash talk is like. I don't because I didn't know that. you then. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have liked me, Brad. You would not have liked me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see that at all. I hope <laughs> I never live to see that. You won't. Uh, yeah. So, other than that, I mean, they were good games. I, at least, it, besides the Clemson game, at least it wasn't like blowout city. Like we actually had some pretty good games. Yeah. Throughout the entire. So now, now what? just give me Clemson, Alabama. Yeah. I don't care about I don't care about any bowl game. I don't care about any playoff game other than give me Clemson Alabama. Yeah, it's inevitable. That's what it'll be. I know I put I put on Twitter this morning that I think Florida is still the best team in the state of Florida. Or was it last night? It might have been last night. I was like, UF is still the best team in college football team in Florida. Boy, yeah, I got to, you're, I got you're not destroyed. going. You got this. Well, that's because Miami that's, fan, Miami Miami fans really think they're better than Florida. This this guy said eight and three eight and three says different, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to get in this argument. But Florida, they would, just went toe to toe with Alabama. They just went toe to toe with Alabama, and we gave up a thousand yards to North Carolina. <laughs> to North Carolina, <laughs> like some people are just absolutely fucking just delusional. Like they just I, yeah, like there's there's. there's I know personally like a handful of Miami fans that are actually like realist and actually will sit back and go, you know what? And there's a couple podcasts I listen to that are realist, but there's a, the majority are like, 
no, nah, we're good. We'll beat Florida anytime. I'm like, I don't think we'll beat Florida this year, guys. <laughs> I, I'll I'll get that's, that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So whatever. Oh, I know man. I know it was something there was a stat, something about Florida only beat Florida's Florida only beat like a handful of people with teams with a uh, winning record or something like that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, uh, recruiting National Signing Day was this past week. Uh, Miami had a great day. Love it. Top 11th ranked class, uh, 11 ESPN top 300 kids. Get your boy. Got the boy Garcia despite a late push from Arkansas. It's the red flag, Hudgens. Whatever. <laughs> That's right. I, I mean, he looked good. He looked good in his uh, the semifinal. Yeah, He's Gra- well, Grad, they they have a million D one prospects. Yeah, Grayson's gonna win the. It's gonna be a bloodbath in the state championship game. I think it's yeah. two Wednesdays from now. It's gonna be a bloodbath. But yeah, bad. Um. I don't know. I, I mean, he's he's a top, top whatever in the nation quarterback. Your highest, your highest rated quarterback recruit of all time since two thousand three. Kyle Wright. He Kyle was Wright was a bum, and uh, <laughs> he was he was. We fended off some SEC bags and had two of the top five player, two top ten players in the nation stay home. That's something I'm not used to at all. I'm used to all this. Uh, yeah. The safety's going to be a beast. The safety's yeah. going to start next year and be yeah. really good. He's he's a Derwin James type guy. Well, a lot of people forget we've got Avante Williams, who was a top five safety in the nation, five star that signed last year. He didn't play because of a undisclosed medical thing. He started practicing towards the end of the season, so he's going to be ready. People forget about him. Um. Other than that, I reached out. I reached out to see about. Uh, Mark Anthony Richards. Um, what I was told was that, because I know this is what people want to hear. What I was told is that Manny Diaz and company does not take people who have previously told them no. In That's a way, not true. I, who have we taken that's told us no? Isaiah Walker. That is true. You've called my <laughs> bluff. You've called my bluff. Let me go ahead and text my guy real quick. Um, <laughs> That is true. That is that is one hundred percent. I I can't deny that at all. Um, that but anyways, that's just what I was told. Uh, numbers wise, it really doesn't make sense to take. A you you have a, you have a million running backs already. Yeah. Whether or not you know by the time this podcast comes out, Cameron Harris. Well, no, he's really he's he's announcing January first. So even if he leaves, we've got three blue chip running backs still on the roster. So it just doesn't make sense. Unless the guy really wants to play defense, but yeah, I was I was told that he's not in the running for Miami. I was also told that Florida State was interested, and that there was some tires being kicked around. But you thought made sense because, but Damian Webb just left Florida State. I think it makes complete sense. You've got, I mean, his old offensive offensive coordinators at Florida State now. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of connections there. Florida State needs bodies at every single position. Yeah. But as a, he, as he followed a lot of Florida State people, and I think if Florida State 
would have pushed for them, or if they do push for them, they have a shot. But the bottom line is, Florida State has so many holes to fill with so few spots that. Yeah, and see, you know, we were kind of vague on Twitter. I'm not going to tweet out Mark Anthony Richards to FSU when the only thing that we know is that there has been conversation. Yeah. So I still it, think Florida State should go after him. I think they should too. He's a but, player. But I, I get it. I get that you have a lot of other holes to fill. You feel good about your running back position with Toa Feely and Corbin, Wren and Douglas, and some of the. Uh, there's a walk on that scored against Duke that they might give a scholarship to. So yeah. you want to go. You want to go for other spots, but I think I think you should go go for him. Yeah. So um, recruiting is so weird, and I know it's vague tweet season. And we send out vague tweets too because we're just – I'm just not – I'll send something out. It's fun. It's, it's also fun to send out vague tweets. It is fun because it gets people fired up. <laughs> it does. <clears throat> Don't try to do like any kind of fake vague tweets or anything. Like everything that we tweet out, we hear things. But I'm not – like I heard something this week that I'm about to tell you guys in a minute that I haven't even told you about. But it's not like if we hear such and such player – such like even though – Florida State has been in contact. It's not like we're going to be like, oh, such and such players going to that school. Because he's also been in contact with other schools as well, I'm sure. But that's just what we know from Tallahassee. Yeah. And good news for, for Florida State. Well, briefly, the, our, the Kansas receiver, it seems like he's probably going to be a Seminole. And yeah. they, just, they just got an Arkansas cornerback. So there has been some positive things for FSU. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh I was gonna clown I was gonna I'll give you props on the Arkansas cornerback commit because the University of Miami doesn't know how to recruit cornerbacks. Yeah, we've so got. What were, you, what were you gonna clown? Our recruiting class? Well, no, I'm not. I mean, your recruiting class is what it is. I was just gonna kind of be like, oh, you know, the the corner you got isn't that good, yada yada yada. But he's he's better than anybody we recruited. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we took we took old boy that is a wide receiver, and we're turning him into a cornerback. The last name Malik. The last name forgets me. But um, yeah. So fire Mark. Uh, fire Micro. Florida State's recruiting class though is it was I think it finished twenty second, which yeah. you might be like, oh, that's not very good. But there's only sixteen commits. It's it's I think it's a decent class, but like we I've been saying forever, get as many transfers as you can. Don't sign these kids. Get transfers. But you didn't like transfers earlier when Miami was getting transfers. You said they (laughs) were band aids. They are. You said they transfer for a reason. (laughs) We need band aids. Okay. (laughs) We need band aids. Look, (laughs) that was just Miami props. Miami completely. They they went through the transfer portal. They got guys, and they 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 put a band aid on for right now. Now let's see if if De'Ara King leaves. Let's see what they do next year. But I will take that. I for for the sake of of my sanity, I need a band aid year. I need a let's get as many portal guys have a decent year, and then we'll see what the future holds. Yeah. Um. So the news, the news that I, I want to mention this, I heard this from two different people. I heard it from one person like Wednesday night 
I had a, got a text and then I heard it again today. There are, I'm not, this is vague. I'll tell you guys off air, but there are two prominent SEC players that play for a very good SEC East team that are unhappy and are wanting to leave and come back. Big name. Okay. So for, so it's probably Georgia. Potentially. There's rumors that Trey Sanders, who was a five-star yeah, there running are back, rumors, there are rumors, rumors that, that, that he was, wants to leave Alabama, which Miami's full. Florida's pretty much full. They just took yeah. a, a transfer. That leaves Florida State if yeah. he wants to come home. It's not I'm, Sanders. I'm, it's not Sanders, but I have heard that about Sanders. Yeah. Um, Why would you want to do that? Go to Florida State? Point? Yeah. Because you early have playing, playing time, time, that's the only thing. Florida State's yeah. running back, Toa Feely led the nation in, in yards per carry. Yeah, people, that's true. Pe- people, you didn't know that, but I just told you. Um, no, no, people I'm saying ta- it's like just people talk shit about Florida time. State's. People talk shit about Florida State's offensive line. They're, it's they're, no, yeah, but their run, their their run blocking was pretty good this year. Telling take. You, the, the, the o, I'm telling you, the O line <laughs> for Florida, the, the O line for Florida State has gotten better. It's still not good, but it has gotten better. I just hope we don't kill poor Mackenzie Milton next year. If we if we break his other leg, that's going to kill me. Yeah, because I'm 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 excited about him. That's going to be uh, yeah. That's inter- I don't know. That's interesting. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that one. You're scared. Me. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Not scared at all. I'm ready to be in. I'm ready. Uh, hopefully, I'm ready to be in Tallahassee next season. God, I need an. Uh, it's got to be a normal year. I hope you guys are gonna give me a ride. Well, we did one time. I didn't talk shit. <laughs> you were upset. Oh, we won. What are you talking no, about? No, no. The time you rode with us. Yeah, we Never. won. No, 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 no. Yes, we did. No, no. <laughs> Bullshit. That was the, the Daryl Langham catch. That was Bose. That wasn't me. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the game that I went to the the game that I went to was the twenty sixteen or seventeen, whatever year it was. Sixteen, I think. Oh yeah, that was the year. It might have been eighteen. It was one of them years. The Daryl Langham catch. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say a word on the way home. Maybe because I was shocked. Well, that was the year that James Blackman. It was like the year that. Alabama that, – y'all, that's what's going to happen to y'all, by the way. Alabama, it's the same exact thing. You play Alabama first game, they injure your players, and it ruins your team. We're opting out. We're going to opt out of the game. You <laughs> better. I don't, I don't know if you guys seen it. I think this kid is like a defensive end. Uh, the, seen a, the recruit that they signed? Yeah. Looks like a He's grown cool. NFL-like. He looked like LeBron James. Man. Yeah. 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 It looked like a robot, just a specimen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That that's that's pretty much it. I just I know it's like vague season and it's just been kind of quiet as far as like coaching staffs. Like I haven't heard anything about Miami's coaching staff right now. Joe, I don't think you you haven't heard anything about Florida States. Not staff, but Parchman, the Kansas receiver. He's yeah. gonna be a seminal. And he's big. He had a good 2009 uh, season. Last year, they had a new quarterback and a bad offensive line, so he didn't put up stats. But he would be huge for Florida State. 
So, I, other than that, um, I guess we can just kind of move on to some NFL and talk it a little bit. Not, I am what? Well, there's one take that I'm I'm ready to talk about, and then there's one of my takes that I have. It was it's rough. There's one thing that I gotta I gotta say real quick, like as we're talking about NFL, I'm gonna start, and I as much as this pains me to say, it's done. Uh, Joe was right about the Patriots. That's that's the one thing I was ready to talk about. We so, we we had a bet, and I don't know, I can't remember what our bet was. I don't remember yeah, what so, it was at all. Wait for what we. Yeah, I think it was. We Brad had, I guess we had to shave his eyebrows. I think it was. That was not it. That I was <laughs> well, I think it was. I was pretty. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I would have bet my uh, eyebrows on Cam Newton. Y'all, 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 y'all loved Cam Newton at the beginning of the we season. We got, we got to run it back though. We got to run it back and see. Y'all love uh, Cam Newton at the. Y'all I'm love guilty. Cam I know I did. I'm guilty. I know I did. Yeah. I'm guilty. He's trash. He's garbage Horrible. trash. He will not be He's in the league so, next year. He is so bad. I'm gonna ask McAvoy if, if for for the listeners who don't know, we're gonna have uh, Coach Sean McAvoy on here shortly with quarterback takeover. We're gonna be talking some talking some quarterbacks. Playoffs, everything. So, um, but yeah, Cam Newton's garbage trash. Hate that guy. Yeah. Eleven straight years in the playoffs. Is that right, Brad? Yeah. I think I think that's the what they said. That, the only one that they missed was the year that Tom Brady tore his ACL, and uh, that's when Matt Castle took over. They went eleven and five, and they uh, didn't make it. The Jets won the um, Jets. Jets won the AFC East that year with Mark Sanchez. Shout out! Shout out the resurging Dolphins, though, because I was, I was a hater of Tua. I say that he's injury prone, that he's the Derrick Rose of the NFL. Uh, I know he's missed a little times already, but I mean, he's, I think he's going to be solid. That defense is solid. The defense dude. is very good. They've had a turnover in every single game this season. Yeah, it's impressive. You know who's I mean, not? It's the Atlanta Falcons for doing oh what they my do. <laughs> That's. I mean, oh, you got a three touchdown lead on Tom Brady and you're Matt Ryan. Oh, where did that go? <laughs> Was that the first is, time he had played them since? Oh no, no, they played uh, week one. That's right. It's, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely, I love it. I love seeing Falcons meltdowns because I will scroll social media. And all these people are so high on the Falcons, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they get up to these big leads, and they just blow them every single year. And it just, it's just kind of sweeter that it happened to be Brady again. I feel terrible for Falcons fans. I mean, you can only put up with that for so long. Yeah. It's not they that don't ever get an opportunity so. to be like, we don't, like we're, oh, we're going to win this game. They never like, – they're like, when you get up big, and like, we're going to lose this game. Yeah, pretty so. much. Oh, oh, by the way, crazy stat that I saw today in the first – it was either first quarter or the first half. At one point, all teams in Florida had, were being shut out. It was like at the end of the first, halfway through the second or something like that. And during the 1 o'clock games, every single Florida team was playing and all of them were being shut out at the time. Pretty crazy. Nice. Yeah. It is weird. Uh, shout out the Titans for going the all like Navy uniforms. I love those uniforms. And Derrick Henry killed a guy today. Yeah. Well, I hate Mike Vrabel, so I've established that today. Because I have Derrick Henry in two leagues, and he decides to run Ryan Tannehill on the one twice. Yeah. 
Mm. Dude, I'm big. I'm big Tannehill guy. Big then Tannehill. at the end of the game, at the end of the game, they took Henry out and they're running the backup running back on the one. See, Joe was full. Like we we talked about how the Steelers were. I, I'm back on the Titans train. I think the Titans are the team to beat. Wait, wait, in the AFC? No, the not AFC. The, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's a good point. Go. No, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. I forgot the Chiefs existed there for a minute. The Ravens, uh, uh, Joe's. The Titans Ravens are the Titans. Joe's boy Lamar. They're they're sneaky right now. They they are. Are sneaky. I mean, they did play the Jags, but they, they but did pretty good today. I looked at them. I was like, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs, and they are now. They. Uh, it's between the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. They're all uh, nine and four for the Browns. You're playing my Giants here in about forty minutes, and then uh, you nervous? I'm nervous. You nervous? <laughs> we need this. Nah, we, we got Colt McCoy. We are. We don't have James Bradbury tonight. That, that makes you confident. We have Colt. No, McCoy. I'm. Sa- I'm saying like, uh, I'm not really nervous because I. I kind of feel like I know you the think, outcome of the game. But you That's were calling kinda, Browns. You were. You were saying the Browns are not. Brad said the Browns weren't good. Yeah, he did. I said that. I mean, and I thought we'd have <laughs> and all of, and all of our defense, though. I mean, at this point, it's like, all right, we're a Swiss cheese team. So, I mean, hopefully we win it. I'll be excited to watch the game, but I'm not expecting a lot. So it hurts. I, uh, I went in. That, that's that's how I was. I going into the Washington Seahawks game today. I was like, there's zero percent, zero chance we're going to win this game, and then. We actually we, we don't play good in the first quarter uh, in the first half, which that is typical Washington. We we don't care about first two quarters. We start playing football in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter we get two touchdowns, and I'm like, oh shit, we're in this thing. We're only down five, but uh, had an opportunity late, and then shout out Dwayne Haskins for just taking sacks. Uh, yeah, I well, I will say Russell Wilson does not have the clutch gene. No, it's and, fading. Uh, he te- never had it. I mean, I, he was in the Super Bowl throwing a pick on the two-yard line. That's true. Uh, Dustin Hopkins missed a, field, uh, missed a PAT. I texted Lawrence Tynes right after that happened. I said, hey, how hard is it to hit a PAT? In, in, in a, or how hard is it to make a PAT? And he was like, in college, it's a chip shot. But in the NFL, it's not a given. And I was like, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to say that it was going to be a very easy chip shot because I'm upset right now. Where did they kick it from, the 10 or the 15, something like that? I don't know, something. I don't know. But Dustin Hopkins makes that PAT. We don't need to go for two on our second touchdown. We could just hit a PAT, bend down by three. We would have – anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Shout out the Jets. Have we talked about this already? No, the Jets won. I love they, that. They, I love they beat, that. They beat my Rams, which I, they're no longer my team. Uh, you know I'm who iced, on the Rams. You know who iced that game? What? You know who iced that game? Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Beast. The, the timeless wonder. Frank Gore, I'm, I'm about to look at his box score. I guarantee he had 20 carries for 38 yards. Let's see. He had 23 no, carries for 59 yards. <laughs> 2.6 average just yeah. pounding the ball that's it <laughs> pound the ball for two yards at a time that's hey, it he, that's made, all, he made it hey. count he made it count when he needed to when you need one yard he'll give you two all right 
shout out though the guy's like 40 man i don't think he'll ever retire he was so pumped too because now he said well he said before they're like oh and eight he was like i can't retire if we go oh and 16 yeah. so now if they go one and 15 i wonder if he decides to hang up oh. i will be sad if he retires after this season like I, I want him to play for every single nfl team <laughs> just keep going to different teams uh i i and the reason why i love the jags or the jets winning i want the jags to have the first pick yeah need it i want i want trevor lawrence to the jaguars and it's not like i'm not a jags fan or anything but for our jags friend, fans that are that we're friends with i think it would uh be great for them well let's get back to joe talking joe alluded to it a little bit so but the Rams were the Rams were one of his uh, Super Bowl teams. Yeah, sneaky he, Super Bowl teams. He Brad, I rarely, I rarely have a bad take. That was <laughs> that was a bad. That, maybe it's a wake up call. You're, they're they're I think nine and five now. Still think they're going to get in. Yeah, they're nine and five. Okay, they've got the look, Seahawks and the gonna, Cardinals that's left. Gonna, that's buzzsaw. Look, I can either. There's two ways of going this. I can either say I'm wrong, or I can double down and say, I still believe in the Rams, and I look even more of a genius if they somehow won. So I'm going with Dobson well, B. I'm going to say I still love the Rams. Uh, All I'm going to say is that the NFC overall is trash this year. They are horrible. Yeah, yeah there's – They are it, so bad. I want to know except the, the Bears. Except for the Bears. The Bears are back. Stop. Mitch. So you got – okay, the Packers who beat um, – Panthers. Panthers last night, which they made that a game in the fourth. And then you got the Seahawks, trash, lost to the Giants, almost lost to the R-Words or football team today. You got the Saints, who they lost to the Chiefs in what could be the Super Bowl matchup. But Saints they, made that a game, though. Yeah, they looked they – looked, they're probably the best team in the NFC, to be honest. If With a healthy Drew Brees, I would say they're the best team. Yeah, they are. But then other than that, you have – who who are we missing here? So obviously NFC East, whoever comes out of there is trash. And yeah. then your wild card teams who okay, the Rams, you got those guys. Um, you got the Cardinals potentially, but all those are just average teams. And then when you look at the AFC, there's some good teams. Like the Bills are good. Like I would say the Bills are better than pretty much every NFC team. You have the Chiefs who are above and beyond, I would say any NFC team. And then I mean the Steelers, they've lost a couple that they probably should have won, uh, especially with how they started. But, I mean, I think I mean, the Dolphins are a sneaky team. I mean, the AFC is just so much better. The Dolphins than, are sneaky. Yeah. So yeah. much better than the NFC. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I still think – I I think I, – I don't think the Titans are the best team in the AFC – but I think yeah, I, didn't I, say, think, I didn't even talk about the Titans or the I Ravens. Think, I think it's going to be Titans, Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I bet that. A Tannehill, I mean, game manager. The defense isn't going to be good enough for uh, to stop Mahomes. But I mean, you got AJ Brown, you know, and then you have Corey Davis is solid. John U. Smith, and then obviously you have Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick beast. Derrick Henry. Once it turns cold, Derrick Henry turns it up a notch. It just it fuels him. That every time I see that little dread, that one dread thing that yeah. he has, it looks like a weapon. Like yeah. So you don't have confidence in your boy Josh Allen. 
No, not at no. I don't. I love Josh okay. Allen. I wish jo- I hope I wish Josh Allen would be with Washington because I love him. Um, but no, I don't. That, he should be a giant, to be honest. No, he should be. He would be. He would be so good in Washington right now. He would have been a giant. If they didn't take Saquon, he would be a giant. I love Josh Allen. Like he's. So we could have had Josh Allen. We could have Quentin Nelson. I mean, then the, we got stuck with injury prone Saquon because he just gets that's killed. Brad, that's Brad's problem, Hudgens. He like just gives prone? up on it. No, he just gives up on his players. Yeah, don't give up on your guys, Bradley. <laughs> Dude, before, I'm before, before the season, if anybody talked crap about Saquon, Brad would have probably killed some. Dude, if, if if our listeners could could have seen the twinkle in Brad's eyes when he drafted our yeah. NFL fantasy draft night when Saquon was right there for the taking, Brad looked they like he was done getting. That. They should have. They he was he me. was begging for the guy not to draft Saquon. Brad Brad looked like he had just and then won a million dollars. I mean, yeah. okay, Eagles fans, Eagles fans before they they started the season like Carson Wentz. I mean, the guy, the guy gets hurt. And it's not so his you're fault. Done, so, you're, so you're just like you were Daniel Jones early. You're done with take one. I'm not done. I didn't say that. I'm saying that you're, there's <laughs> – all right, it's, it's hard to take a I, – I was excited to have to take a running back at number two. But now he's, he's been off the field for two years, and I'm seeing a lot of this other shit that's happening. I'm like, damn, like all the Giants fans So you, so general, you regret drafting Saquon? What's that? You, re, you regret drafting Saquon? At this – Juncture, it was a bad pick. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of hard, and it's not like it's the player's fault. But and I feel like Tynes has talked about this. When you get drafted so high, the expectations are through the roof, and it's kind of like if you don't live up to expectations, you should never. Honestly, you should never draft a running back back early. Yeah, but the Giants did, so he's our guy, and you have to back him. All this is not his fault. I'm frustrated, like just with how it's kind of turned out. He's injury prone, but that's because of the deficiencies that we had as a team everywhere else. So we've wasted I, – I feel terrible for the guy because I've had him two years in fantasy, and we've wasted two years of his prime because yeah. he's missed so many games. And that's where I feel bad. But, I mean, we, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you look at it, Joe, your, your way, I mean, you had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes as a Bears fan. That could have been taken. And so you see guys having success. You see the Bills 11-3. and three. You see Quentin Nelson's an absolute beast for the Colts. And you just have to be like, damn, if we just had that guy. Now, if Saquon wasn't taken, right, and he went to, you know. Right, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with the Bears having Trubisky. He's winning. Oh, my God. All right, get this guy off my screen. I know. What? I just, I, I just <laughs> get this sent, guy off my screen. I just what? Sent, I what's, just, what's Trubisky's record this year? I just sent Sean McAvoy a, an invite, so we're going to talk to him here soon. But we'll keep talking Bears until right. then. We got to run it back to like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. I'm talking about Mitch Trubisky. What about him? He's winning games for the Bears. You said he was trash. I did not say that. Yeah, run it back. Joe Somewhere. has said that. No, I haven't. I'm I'm pretty sure I've never said Trubisky is trash. Brad will do it's the some, research something and find synonymous it. with trash. It may not have been the word trash, but it was something. I've been garbage. Might have been garbage. Might have been garbage. Maybe I said he was garbage when Nagy was calling plays, but he's not calling plays anymore. Joe, what happened to you being a Giants guy? By the way, I am a uh, Brad, Brad, I am a Giants guy. (laughs) David Montgomery is an absolute beast this year without Tariq. I told you. I told you. All it takes is 
Dude, Nagy would call plays for for Montgomery, and it would be the most obvious running plays. Just no receivers in the game, goal line set from like the forty yard line, just pounding Montgomery. But yeah. now that now that Laser is, I don't even know Laser Lazor, whatever. Now that he's calling plays, it's made Montgomery so much better. He, Montgomery is good. He's got four straight weeks with thirty fantasy points. Yeah, that's the only running back to do so this year. He's good. He is a career he's high really, today in yardage. Yeah, thirty-two carries. He's really, he's really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Love him. Who are we talking about? I zoned out. David Montgomery. Montgomery, the Bears uh, running back. Uh, so, but what. it doesn't really matter, really, because the team that's coming out of the uh, NFC is the Packers. So. I don't know. I don't Packer, know about that. Packers, Saints, and the NFC. It'll be Packers, Saints. It depends on how healthy Drew Brees is. But I'm telling you, I know no the Rams Thomas, lost to, no to the Thomas. Jets. That's embarrassing. But the the Rams on their best day, if they get hot in the playoffs, they can beat anybody. Uh, I don't like it. Sam um, Akers looks good. But I will say, Joe, Joe, hot take, Joe. Um, he said it last week before this week happened. And he kind of said it for next season, but it kind of just carried into this into this week. Jalen Hurts. Beast. Told you, I've been tweeting the whole year that the Eagles should go to Hurts. He's looked I, so good. I hate when Joe's right. It pains me when he's right. He's been right three times. I mean, at this point, he's the horrible hate. when it comes to running quarterbacks, especially. I'm just not a fan I mean, of, of Joe being. It just, it just, it just, it just bothers me. But he is. I mean, he's. I mean, J- J- Jalen Hurts has looked great. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was that's a good call. But uh, you seen what Kyler? Kyler had a great game. He threw for over four hundred yards today. Jalen Hurts had a great he, he's game. He's been. And came Kyler's out of the wire. Been bad. Kyler's been yeah, bad recently, but yeah, he's had he had a great game that, today. That was a good game. That was a real Your boy good game. Lamar, fraud Lamar. Uh. He, and they're, um, they're they're only nine and five, and I mean, yeah, he had some good throws today. It was against the Jags, but uh, yeah, he he was he was pretty solid today. Um, I don't understand why. Tell me why the Jags all of a sudden have the first pick if they both had one loss. Like what makes what makes some the Jags kind, have? There's some kind of tie. I don't know. There's some kind of. I'm not 100 percent sure, man. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and they might. They might. Like they, a, is it division? Does that go back to the division record? It can't be division record because the Jets are. Yeah, beat the Rams. Yeah, um, I'm just. I'm just talking shit. Like, uh, the Jags really still might not have the first. Is pick, it? I no, mean, they oh, do. wait, wait. It might be something. Dude, I was something. looking on Twitter. I was looking on Twitter, and it said the Jags have the first pick right now. All right, if the, the season uh, ended. I got a stat for you, real quick. A Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. stat. Just found it. Here it goes. We're gonna. Where I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm gonna get. Brad's opinion and Joe's opinion on if he's fraud or not. Lamar Jackson career red zone stats when he is in the red zone 43 passing touchdowns, 12 rush touchdowns, zero interceptions. Ooh. 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 Does that include playoffs? What's, what's the playoffs? Yeah, it just so said, I, I would imagine that that includes his whole. It just career, says right? career. It just says career. Uh, no, no, no. I want to hear just playoff. That's probably not including regular. That's including regular season stats only. I want to hear if they, he's done that in the playoffs. 
Brad, he was like he was good in the playoffs. His pl- receivers dropped passes in the playoff game that they lost to the Titans. That that is an elite stat. I'll give him that. That is an <laughs> there elite stat. Oh, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, but that's I mean zero interceptions. How many fumbles? <laughs> Doesn't say. Are we talking with Daniel Jones or are we talking Lamar? No, we're not talking Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson. Lamar only needs like how many rushing yards did he get today? Do you know? I don't know. He only need coming into this game. He only needed two hundred rushing yards to go back to back one hundred or one thousand yard rushing seasons. What's he do when he can't run anymore? It's a good point. Like when he gets older, what's going to happen? I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, y'all want to talk to Sean McAvoy? Talk some quarterbacks. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. When we come back, we'll have Coach Sean McAvoy. All right, guys, welcome back. Stadium Drive Podcast brought to you by Georgia Beer Company. Uh, we got a very special guest on tonight, Sean McAvoy with quarterback takeover. What's going on, fella? Yo, what's going on, guys? It's good to be here with you again. Excited yeah. for it, but a lot of stuff going on today and over the weekend, so a lot to talk about. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is this is your second time on the podcast, and yeah. I've, I, I, I think I've told everybody who's came on more than once that kind of qualifies all of us as like best friends now. Pretty love much. It. Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. So just just letting you know that. I didn't know I didn't know if you knew that or not. Um, um, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I was hoping. Yeah. But uh, certainly certainly excited to get the confirmation. So we're good. Yeah. So we talked about this last episode. We covered a lot of Christmas stuff last episode. Um, so we have to know. We kind of yeah. had like a little debate. Are you a colorful lights guy or are you a white lights guy? Uh, so we're, I'm a white, clear, like very clearly a white light guy. Um, although let me, hedge it, let me hedge it by saying that's probably more influenced by my wife. I think okay. if I was left alone to my own devices, um, you know, and I'm a Delaware County, Pennsylvania guy, you know, we're known to be a little tacky at times and, so I think I would have gone full colored lights, uh, if if not for the better influence of my wife. So, okay, I can respect right. it. I can respect yeah. that. Yeah, just being honest. So, so are you are you a Christmas movie guy? And if so, give us like a top two or three. Oh, uh, I am. I am. Uh, you know, hmm, that's a good one. Gotcha. Yeah, you really did because you know the only ones <laughs> popping into my head are like the ones we watch all the time because of my kids. Yeah. Right. So like, you know, I'm still a sucker for like the Grinch, you know, Love all it. of them, the original Love one, the gym, the remake, you know, like all of it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I'm not like a huge Christmas story guy. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I just, I can't sit there and watch it four or five times on TBS on Christmas day or anything <laughs> like that. Well, but, what about uh, Home Alone? Yeah, of course. Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Uh, so, there, I think I don't know. I think two might be better than one, right? But I um I love friends. What, Correct yeah, answer. But I love them both. Um, you like Elf? What was that? Elf. That's a trash movie. Right? Yeah, I like Elf. All right, cool. Good. I, mean, I, I think it's hard to say 
no to so many of them. Yeah. Um, especially this time of year, I like popping them all in. I love Christmas vacation. So there's my answer. So for like that's, a number yeah, one, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Joe, right? There's a little bears reference in there with Clark being a bears fan. And so well, Joe, Joe's never seen the movie. Joe's never seen it. Are you kidding me? Never seen never it. <laughs> vacation? I was going to yeah. shake my head. I was going to shake my head and agree with you. But I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, Sad. Yeah. yeah. That, would so, my, that would be my answer. I will go Christmas <laughs> vacation. That's my yeah. number one. That's, that's a good pick. Yeah. Oh, watch that and, after we get Scrooge. The, um, Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the actor now. Bill Murray. Um, yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah, 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 Bill Murray. Classic. Bill Murray and Scrooge um, is an, is another top. Those are my top two. Okay. It we took tried, me a while to get there, but I got there. We we tried <laughs> to, we tried to get Joe. We we talked about Christmas Vacation last week. Yeah, and, I'm watching it, it. It was on my top three, and we were like, Joe, you need to watch it. And he was like, I've never seen it. You need to watch. That's it. Crazy. You've seen yeah. like the other National Lampoon movies. I've seen the I've seen the one where they go to Las Vegas. Okay, that one's great okay. as well. Love that. So that yeah, probably the third best one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? well, that, yeah. One, that one was good to me. I love that one. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And, you, and you gotta watch like the original Vacation, then of course the Christmas one. You yeah, Dude, okay. the, the Christmas one's so damn funny. It's just fun. So good. <laughs> I'm watching so it. Good. All right, so. uh what you guys been up to draft prep yeah draft prep i think we talked about a little bit last time we were on you know the taking advantage of the extra time we had with jamie and trey um and just kind of plugging along here and you know as soon as we hit january we'll be down to florida uh and kind of kicking it off officially with you know we'll probably add one or two depending on who ends up declaring and who comes out in the draft and obviously who wants to train with quincy and myself um but yeah so it by January, we'll have kind of our our full core of maybe three, four, five guys, and then we'll really start going with it. So, y'all go down to Florida to do that? Do y'all just like where at do y'all go? Or yeah, so uh, if you're familiar with Exos, uh, they're kind of one of the leading kind okay. of training facilities. They do a lot of draft prep. They have locations all over. There's one out in Carlsbad, California, which was where we were originally headed. That was the original plan, and then you know with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, I'm just fearful that that's going to get shut down or to some extent. Yeah. And it just, you know, isn't conducive to us being out there trying to do draft prep with yeah. all the limitations. So the cool thing about Exos is they have locations in Arizona and uh, it's really all over the country, but they have one kind of on the Gulf Coast of Florida, uh, right by Pensacola there. So that'll okay. kind of be our home um, nice. for the next three months or so. All right, I'll start loosening up my arm now. Hey, yeah, no yeah. Doubt, man. Like, it's like only like a five-hour one. For you guys, it's super close. I'm saying it's only a five-hour drive for me. From Valdosta, you're probably in the four-hour range. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not that's not. I got, a, I got a broke pinky, so I can't I can't participate we'll, in that. We'll just have to – you have to throw left-handed or yeah. something, man. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Jeez. <laughs> um, tell us about your boy, man, uh, Jalen Hurts. You've been killing it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough one, tough loss. I didn't quite get it done today. Yeah. And it's one of those ones where we kind of have a rule of, like, you know, not much talking about statistics when you don't win, right, because you don't okay. want to be yeah. that guy. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, certainly he's uh, – he, he played really well today and, and you know, did a lot and, and gave him an opportunity there at the end to play. But, if anything, I think he just clearly solidified himself, you know, over these last two starts, you know, for the people yeah. who – didn't understand why they would go to him or didn't think he was an NFL quarterback or, you know, we're still scratching our head over why the Eagles drafted him. 
you know, I think already in, in two starts, he's solidified that he belongs where Were he's you at, nervous so. when, when they decided to put him in? Were you nervous because of how bad the Eagles line is? Like, Wentz was getting you know, hammered. To some extent, it, you know, there's a combination of, you know, they're not playing very good up front. And then, you know, last week they're going against the Saints, who are like the best defense in the, in the league. So you're like, okay, this isn't the chosen, like, first start for one of your guys. You know, this might be the hardest situation to go into. But, you know, it's the thing we talk about all the time with dual threat type quarterbacks and guys that can make plays with their feet is this is where they're great when maybe your protection isn't fantastic, right? And maybe there are going to be some, some rushers coming through, but he can maybe make the first guy miss, extend the play. Um, I, think, I think what you saw the last couple weeks – is what a really talented dual threat QB can do. He can he can kind of make up for maybe some of the uh, deficiencies that your offense has. Yeah, you know it's why De'Aaron yeah. King at Miami's had the success he had this year. You know we talked about Malik Willis and you know, mm-hmm. there's just so many names. Obviously Lamar and Kyler and you know Russell Wilson the things he does. You're just seeing it now all mm-hmm. over college and NFL football. Yeah, I uh, I don't really like giving Joe any credit for anything. But Joe was like, uh, I've been on the, I've been on the Jalen Hurts train. For, he's been on the Hurts well, we, train. We for a appreciate while. you. It, yeah. It's a small group of us. It's a small group of us, but we we appreciate all the support we can get. Yeah, we're we're big fantasy football guys, and he's like, Jalen's going to be a good fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you saw it last week where he threw the ball well and, and got a couple of touchdowns, but to go over a hundred yards on the ground and. Uh, and just it just makes it so much more difficult to defend it. And then I think you saw the way uh, Sanders had some room to run finally mm-hmm. as well. You know, now you have to account for the QB in the run game, and that kind of opens up things for for the running backs as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It, it's, it's a shame it maybe didn't start sooner, right? And right. now the Eagles wouldn't have the uphill battle that they had to just try to sneak into a playoff spot. But um, but yeah, I'm you know like I said, happy to just see him continue good development and grow each week. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you mentioned your boy Malik Willis. Yeah. Dude, what a season. What yeah, a yeah. season. He, he played super well. Um, and then it was, unfortunately, like you're just sitting around. He hasn't played in a month now, right? And uh, that's been the most kind of frustrating piece. Uh, you know, they were gearing up for that Coastal Carolina game that ended up not happening. And, you know, obviously BYU, and which was great because that was a great uh, contest as well. Yeah. But uh, – they got the announcement for the bowl game. They're going to play Coastal now in the bowl, as, as I know you guys know. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a great game, a great matchup. All the things we were, you know, it was supposed to be on game day originally. Remember, it was like we we're gearing yeah. up for this great. So the fact that that still gets to happen and you still get to see the Malik Willis versus Grayson McCall, and you know, two uh, obviously super talented, super successful non-power five schools this year. Yeah, um, and for Liberty, it's really the best draw they could have had. Oh, yeah. uh, to get to play, a, you know, a top 15 team. Um, you know, some of the other matchups were, do they play like a 2-1-8 South Carolina? And, you know, it's whatever. It's a Power 5 school. It's SEC, you know. Um, but it's not, you know, what you think the game that Liberty deserves to get. So, yeah. I was happy the way it turned out. I'm just, like I said, happy to see him get back on the field. And I hope Malik gets another opportunity to kind of show everybody what he's capable of doing. Yeah, I'm uh I'm bummed. I know you've talked about this a lot. No Heisman love for the guy. Yeah, you know, I, Heisman Heisman was always going to be the stretch, right? And right. It just if you're at a non-power 5, you really got to do some special things. So the fact that he got somewhere in the fringe of that conversation 
you know, maybe halfway through the season felt like a win. The one that, that frustrated me was, you know, like the Davey O'Brien awards and the, yeah. the, the Maxwell awards and the Manning, you know, and, and I think unfortunately those awards are all still catered to quarterbacks who mm. only throw. Right. And, and they just yeah. haven't adapted enough to appreciate a guy who, you know, can also rush for that, you know, all the things we were just mm. talking about with Jalen and, and some of those other quarterbacks. So, you know, but you know, I, there was never a award that Malik Willis was going to be in a position to win. I mean, quite frankly, he just didn't play well enough to be in the top echelon of those players, right? He's not where Trevor and Justin Fields and, you know, Kyle Trask and Mac Jones and, and even Zach Wilson are this year. Right. But, you know, some of those lists were 16, 12 quarterbacks deep. And yeah. for him not to be in that top 12 mm-hmm. or 16, I thought was pretty silly, but. You know, like I said, it is what it is. That's that's what I get to do. I get to bitch about, you know, awards, and yeah. uh, you know, Malik just goes out and takes care of business. So yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if 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 hold on, if you had a vote for the Heisman, who do you think would who who would you vote for if you had a vote for the Heisman? So I would still go QB because like that, it's just where my head is, right? And and, yeah. and Devonte Smith probably has a good argument, and maybe Najee and some different people. But for me, it's a QB award. Um, I think Trevor, you know, especially last night, certainly made his case. Um, and it's not his fault that he missed a couple games to COVID, but I think you have to look at their resume. So that's why I wouldn't have Trevor there. So for me, kind of where it's been the last five, six weeks, it's either Mac Jones or Kyle Trask in my mind. And I just think over the last few weeks, Mac Jones has shown that he's the guy that deserves it. So that would be my vote. Do you, uh, do you think that losses play a part? So like with Florida being a three-loss team, do you think that's like uh... – would you take the Heisman yeah, I mean, away from Trask? I bet if it were like all things were equal, then I, then I, you you maybe take that into account. Uh, I just don't think they were equal. I'm talking about like the way they actually play. So like mm-hmm. you know last night and, and Trask played very well, but Max Jones played better in yeah. head to head, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and Kyle did not play great against LSU the previous week, which to your point is probably why they have the loss, right? So they go yeah, in, makes in sense, there. yeah. Um, but to me, yeah, and it's hard because you, you can knock Mac Jones, too. Like, you know, if I had, you know, Jalen Waddle for the first half of the year and then Devontae Smith all year to throw to, I'd look yeah. like a Heisman winner as well, right? So yeah. you can make that argument. But I just – unfortunately, it's a QB award. It's a QB guy with the best statistics. And to me, it's just Mac Jones this year. Yeah, because it's like it's – some, it's some crazy stat. Like, the, in the past 20 years, 17 times a quarterback has won it. So yeah, there's only been yeah, and, and then just a couple running backs, right? And you know, yeah. I guess Desmond Howard, however many years ago that was. Um, yeah, shoot, but, was, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, but it's hard to argue with. I mean, we anybody who talks about football will tells you without argument the quarterback's the most important position. Yeah. So when you're talking about something like the best player in college football or the NFL for an MVP, it, it's hard to argue how, why it wouldn't be the best quarterback. Right. Uh, one more thing on Malik Willis, yeah. and we'll move on. And I know you're probably not you're probably not going to say or you, or you can't or whatever. Yeah. But um, do you think he's going to kick the tires at a potential transfer to like a P5 school? You know, it's so funny. There's so many options on the table, right? And so I think you have to you have to consider all of them. And and, and quite honestly, because at one point you didn't know if Hugh Freeze was even going to be at Liberty or not be at Liberty. Right. Right. Like his name's popping up. The Auburn job opens up to South Carolina before that. 
maybe Tennessee? What do they do with Pruitt? Does that job open? There's just so many. So you got to be prepared for, okay, say Coach Freeze goes somewhere, then what? Yeah. Right? Um, you know, there was certainly, we're talking about him being on the fringe of the Heisman early on. There was draft potential there for him and, and still is. So, you know, you're like, okay, well, let's at least, you just got to be ready to make a decision. So you want him to get all the information you can about what his draft prospects look like. And then you get all the information you can about, um, you know, what does he maybe need to show that if people don't think he's ready for the draft and can he do that at Liberty with you freeze, if you freeze leaves, what are his options? Does he need to look to a power five school? You know, I think all those options kind of are on the table, right? And you're just trying to, gather all the information you can um but just me personally like clearly him and and coach freeze are doing something now and developing together yeah. and so i like the idea of him can, continuing to do that again next year at liberty as long as all things stay equal um yeah. and then you know coach freeze takes a job i think he'll want malik to go with him and so maybe you get the the you get to still play with coach freeze and you get to play a power Maybe those things come hand in hand. Yeah. You know, there's just so much that could happen. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to lie and pretend like we, you haven't considered all the different options out there. Um, but I, you know, Malik just wants to play football. I think he's happy doing it at Liberty and wants right. to go back. And, you know, the, the, uh, you know, this year they almost got it done. They lost one game, I think. You know, you go into next year looking, okay, how can we just run the whole thing, go undefeated and, and yeah. go from there, so. Yeah. What uh, what do you think about um, old Malzahn getting fired from Auburn? You know, I, I've been a, I've, first, I've been a it, big. I talked about yeah. it last week. I was like, I think Auburn would have been better this year with Malik. Like, I truly believe that. So from the from the time that Coach Malzahn made the decision, and by the way, obviously I I know Coach Malzahn got to know him really well when Malik was there. You know, he was super gracious to me. Even kind of bending, change some of his own rules. He used to be very anti his quarterbacks working with private coaches outside of Auburn and things like that. Back with like Jeremy Johnson and Sean White and some of those guys earlier on, and and he was, you know, became fine with all of that. So he, I I I was always appreciative of the access and and the honesty that he always you know whatever any conversation we had. So so let's start there. But when he made the decision to go with Bo Nix over Malik, I, while I disagreed with it strongly, yeah. I never faulted him for it. Like, I think it was clear at that point he was making the decision that he thought was going to give him the most success going forward. And the reality was if he made the wrong decision, he probably was going to lose his job. <laughs> it's just the reality of, of what would happen there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so – now it plays out over two years and you know you know i'm not saying the reason he lost the job was because he made that decision but that was just always the way i felt two years ago right. um now he could have picked malik and maybe malik wouldn't have played that well and he still lost his job right so yeah. it's not like the other option would have you know guaranteed a different result um but yeah it's just you know it is what it is i it's it's funny because obviously the end it's a story at the end of the day will be the 0 and 12 on the road against their biggest rivals. Biggest rivals, yeah. Right. And so you just, you can't never win one of those games. But the reality to me is 
those games weren't the ones that got them fired. In my opinion, it was losing to South Carolina this year, right? Yeah. It was Stigham's year where they lost to, you know, uh, Tennessee and Mississippi State and the LSU, you know, the bad LSU before Joe Burrow had his crazy yeah. year, right? Like, those were the losses, even the UCF loss, you know, where they declared themselves national champions, right? Like, those were the losses, the ones that shouldn't have happened that, that, that you know, to me was the reason that Malzahn lost his job. Yeah. Because I think people understand it's really hard to beat Alabama. And if you beat them at home, <laughs> yeah. you know, every once in a while, you know, you beat Georgia at home every once in a while, I think, you know, that meets the expectation to some extent. You just can't lose to teams that are under 500. And, yeah. you know, Auburn found a way to do it every year. Yeah. It's going to be interesting as to who takes that job. I heard that Sarkeesian supposedly was supposed to have an interview today. Yeah. I know Kevin Steele's at the top of the list, which I know a lot of Auburn fans are like, no to Kevin Steele. Yeah, people aren't happy about that, right? At all. Um, I thought I thought when they fired Malzahn that they would have a guy lined up and ready to go. And it does not seem like – like they have no idea. I agree with you, which leads you to believe then that they thought they did. Yeah. And yeah. Then somebody changed their mind. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I don't know who it was, you know, but – uh, you know, at one point, Hugh Freeze was the odds on favorite. The day, you know, the second Malzahn got fired, you know, the betting odds went to Hugh Freeze, and then they went to Cristobal like at Oregon. But I think mm-hmm. they felt like this was a job that they could get almost anyone to. And it looks like – not that they offered it to Hugh Freeze, but it looked like he wasn't interested. And yeah. Cristobal clearly decided he'd rather stay at Oregon um, and probably leverage that to sign his new contract. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so I – just by looking at it, it looks as if Auburn, it didn't work out the way they thought it was going to work out. And now you're in trouble. So now you're like, <laughs> okay, well, who's, you know. And, and listen, I love Steve Sarkeesian. He's one of the most impressive coaches that I've gotten to know a little bit. Um, obviously, a, a, an offensive mind, but certainly a different type than Gus Malzahn was uh, to run a, a style of offense that yeah. seems to be what's successful in college football right now. So I think he'd be a great hire. I know – you know, Coach Elliott at, at Clemson, obviously. That's who, that's who I think. Yeah, well, no. I mean, I, those are – those. Are, I'm not saying those are, like, second-level mm-hmm. options. They're not. Those guys are mm-hmm. people who have deserved it. But but I think Auburn probably wanted a guy with head coaching experience. That was yeah. what they wanted first. And now, to some extent, they're down the list a little bit. Who who me and Joe – like like you know, he's FSU, I'm Miami – us being fans of teams in the ACC who we really want to see get a head coaching job somewhere else far away is Brent Venerables. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> you know, he's obviously every time, every year, he's the number one guy who everyone says, like, why doesn't he have a head coaching job yet? Yeah. I think at this point it's just very clear he has no interest in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think yeah. he's getting paid, you know, obviously handsomely. He obviously has a good relationship. Um, you know, with uh, with Dabo at Clemson and, and probably just comfortable there and likes what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's hard to blame him. Like you, It is. It really like, is. Like, look at the – like, think about what a defensive coordinator gets to do. He just focuses on his defense and, you know, maybe once every, like, four weeks the D coordinator has to do, like, a media availability, right? Like, yeah. Where the head coach is like three times a week, he's got to answer every yeah. question, especially this year with all the oh, you know, the amount of pressure 
that the head coach has. Um, you know, I think it's, it's almost like who wants to run for president? Why would anyone want to do that? You can almost make the same argument with the head coach, right? Like who really wants to do all that yeah. if you can kind of be the right next level? And like I said, I'm sure he's the highest paid non-head coach and he probably makes more than a lot of head coaches, you know, at the you know, non-power five level. So, I don't know, to me, I, I get it. You know, I think he's comfortable yeah. where it's at. Yeah, I mean – I completely get it. It just stinks. Just yeah, he, just, he needs to go. He needs to go. They're just going to be yeah. – Well, you, you got to remember, though, Clemson's still going to have five stars in every position, even if Venables isn't there. I'm not sure that, you know, Florida <laughs> wins next next year if Venables is gone. But, oh, well. McKen- Mackenzie Milton, he's coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do you uh, what do you think about Milton? You know, to me, it's it's very similar to the Alex Smith conversation. Yeah. You know, where or, or you know, and to some extent, we talked about Tua last time. You know, before he took over as a starter, that was the last time we talked, and it was like, listen, when what that guy was before he got hurt was as good as they come in college football. The question is, what is he going to be now? And that, and that was that was the conversation we had in, in regards to Tua. Mm-hmm. And clearly you see, okay, Tua is still really, really good, yeah. right? Alex Smith, you know, played really well and, you know, had some highlight games. It'll be interesting over the long haul. Um, Mackenzie Milton's injury was a super scary one, right? Similar to, to Alex Smith's. And, you know, I don't know Mackenzie well, but I, like from what I've heard, they're, you know, I don't know how well – he was even walking for some period of time. So he's got this long road back and it'll just be interesting if he's healthy. Like if I go back to, you know, his big year at UCF, of course, I mean, he's going to make any team he goes to better and potentially is a top five or 10 QB in the country. But I, I'm not sure that I would bet that he's going to be that type of guy. I hope for everybody that I know that knows him, says he's the greatest and loves him just as a person off the field. Um, so everybody's rooting for him. Uh, I hope for the best for him. Um, but it will be interesting. We'll see what, what Mackenzie Milton we get. Yeah. All right. Before we move to some NFL talk, I've got to ask you again about De'Eric King. What do you yeah. think? Has anything changed since the last time we talked? Do you think he stays? Do you think he'll go? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think since last time we talked, he really went on a roll, right? He started yeah. like he was playing. So I'm like, okay, well, I probably sound like an idiot when I said, well, I don't know what his prospects are at the next level, and maybe he's got an opportunity to. So, and then, you know, maybe he came back to earth a little bit and didn't play as well in the last, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't talked to him. So Derek's a guy, quite honestly, who's worked with us a ton over the last few years. Probably yeah. a guy that when he does come, to the draft, he'll work with us for his draft prep, right? Okay. So, like, yeah. that's the relationship we have with the Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but quite honestly, I haven't talked to him about that specifically. And I'm just kind of reading through the lines like you are. You know, every time he has a quote, like, yeah, I can see myself coming back to Miami another year. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I mean, that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. You know, the thing we touched on last time is there's that, you know, likely that the that name and likeness thing's going to get passed. And so, you know, it's not a bad gig getting another shot to roll and be a top 10 team and give yourself a shot at a national championship. There's only so many schools you actually get a shot at that. 
Um, and then he probably makes some decent money being the starting quarterback at Miami. And um, I know he loves the school. I mean, you know, he can, I think he's graduated obviously at this point from Houston, he's probably chasing his masters or whatever the next level up from that is for him. And there's, there's a lot of reasons. Um, and whatever I think he thought he was going to be as a draft prospect this year, it's not going to get worse next year. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it could maybe get better, even if it stays the same, you know, he got to play another, you know, what I imagine is a really fun college football atmosphere yeah. in Miami. So not, not really. Probably 50, 50. <laughs> not he's really a, a fun. He's, not, he's a hater. Big of a fan. He's a hater. I just, uh, I, Miami fans are crazy. And so yeah. the, the, the image and likeness bill, whatever it takes effect, uh, June 22nd, I think. Okay. June 23rd, I, Miami fans will buy everything that he owns. Auto, yeah. Like, yeah. You could autograph like a, a sock. I, but to me, yeah. it's not going to be what he can make in NFL. And it's no, like, it won't. And, and he's, to me, he's been, in the, he's been in college for, what, five years now? It's like, what, what is the sixth year going to do? Like, to me, it doesn't make sense why he would come back. He's, it's not like he's going to grow any – or get taller, or yeah. I mean, he, he's who he is now is the same as he's going to be next year. Oh, I, so why I don't agree. you go I, ahead? I don't get it. I don't. I don't think the driving force would be to raise your stock in the draft. I, I don't think that's the number one reason. I think it's just, and once again, I don't know where because I haven't even really seen where people have him rent in like yeah. mod, like you know as far as quarterbacks go. But if he say he were a sixth round pick. You know, and I don't to me, know if, you, if you, he's a six-round pick now, he's going to be a six-round pick next year. Yeah. And it's, it's like is, if he comes back to Miami, Miami's not winning a national championship next year. They're not going to win the ACC next year. You saw what North Carolina did to him last week. Like, yeah. what's the point of coming back? Yeah, I, I, well, I think so I would city. look at it the other way. <laughs> I would look at what's the rush to go be – and this isn't a shot, obviously, just an opportunity to play at the NFL – but I, I don't know what the rush is to maybe be a six-round pick. So I would say, you know, you get an opportunity to play college football again and have a, you know, the year of you – know, I think these guys love playing football, and I think they enjoy, you know, that camaraderie with their teammates and the passion of playing and preparing for a game every Saturday. You know, I think there's a lot yeah. of guys who would love, you know, like Johnny Manziel I'm sure would love to play one more college football game, right, like something like that. So I don't know. I don't know if he's ready to just walk away from that. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it's tough. I but I, but I agree with you. I don't think the thought is, well, if I come back, I'm going to suddenly be a third round pick or anything like that. I think, you know, to some extent, most of these guys are where they where they are by this point. Yeah, so definitely. I don't know. What do you, I mean, Jason, you're you're following Miami crew. What do they What do they think? Like, what are the the odds out of Miami? Nobody knows. I yeah. mean, everybody's just kind of guessing. Right now, yeah. that everybody's hopeful. Everybody wants yeah. him to come back, but it's what uh. That, speaking of Miami, Jake Garcia, he's up yeah. there at Grayson. Give me, mm-hmm. give me, give me some info. Give me some intel. What do you like? What do you see? Because Joe, Joe's I mean, a hater on so, Garcia as well. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just. Saying <laughs> I'm there. There would be red flags if I was a Miami fan. I wouldn't be completely sold on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's been red flags and question marks about Garcia. 
his whole high school career, right? Because he, yeah. you know, never seemed to like where he was at or never got the opportunity he thought he was going to have. And I mean, you guys know the backstory, like what is it? Five schools in four years and, yeah. you know, like schools he never played at and things like that. And so there's a little bit of that and he's committed and then he decommits and now he comes to, you know, whatever the whole, even the, the being ineligible originally at Valdosta and then having to, you know, so there's just so much that happened there. Um, but whatever, maybe that, none of that's his fault. There's just the circumstances, but I, I get the red flag of it. Um, the late flip, you know, away from USC to Miami, I think once again, raises questions a little bit, even like his commitment, right. Where like, I don't know how much you were following. It was like live streaming. Oh, no, I was watching it. Like the coach right, ruined like the it. announcer accidentally yeah. said Miami earlier and he shut it off and hey, yeah. I'm gonna, this isn't real. Right. So like, <laughs> this seems like it's a guy who's a log about himself, you know, but that's from the outside looking in. So I'm not, I, that's not me like knowing. So what I will say is he's playing really well this year at Grace. And I watched one of our quarterbacks that we trained Mason Kaplan's at Norcross. So they just played Friday night. So I watched that game, um, you know, and, and Garcia played really well. Now, Grayson's the best team by far. And I think there's a yeah. lot of quarterbacks who would win the state championship just being the quarterback of Grayson. Um, so I don't know how much Dax Garcia, who's the kind of the golden ticket there, but uh, but obviously he's doing, and I think they're going to win a state championship. And that's, you know, I don't think there's, you know, with the exception of maybe the best classification in Texas, I'm not sure that there's much better competition in Georgia's 7A football. It's why I'm so high on guys like Malik Willis who played yeah. there and, you know, Harrison Bailey, who played there and won state championships and things like that. This is why these guys, I think, have a real future because they're prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and Jake Garcia trained out in California with a guy named Danny Hernandez, who I like. Yeah. I think he's one of the guys that really does things the right way. Um, so there's a lot of things that I think are in his favor where I think he could be super successful at Miami. And maybe he is the legit guy. But, Joe, I, I definitely get all the red flags of it too. Has uh has Vander Griff trained with you guys? Brock no, he trains with Ron Veal. If you guys know the name Ron Veal, um, Ron Veal's connected with Trevor Lawrence. So it's a guy that <laughs> Trevor worked with here and there uh, through his high school career, and still does a little bit now that he's been at Clemson. Um, Ron Veal's another like really like just one of the good guys uh, in the business. So um, Brock has been training with Ron at least over the last year or two. Um, I don't know how often or whatever, but that's kind of the one he's been working with. And then obviously his, his dad being the head coach and Greg's a guy that, um, you know, more of a defensive minded coach, but clearly, you know, knows quarterbacks as well. And I think they work a lot together outside of just on the season. But um, yeah, listen, Brock's super talented. My biggest knock on Brock is, single a private so this that, all the all yeah so all the reasons i love a guy who comes from 7a in georgia you know i i don't i don't know if anybody can make the jump from the level of competition that they play to sec and you know especially if guys now jt daniels probably gives you a little bit more buffer assuming he returns yeah. to georgia uh, but before jt daniels came on the map i think people were hoping brock was ready to go and start mm -hmm. right away yeah, and I think that's a huge jump for anybody in the SEC, let alone from single A private. So yeah, as a um, Georgia fan, I'm I'm happy that we can give him an opportunity to like just chill out and kind of learn. Because having JT, 
Yeah. Yeah. Because having JT now, it's like, okay, we actually have something to look forward to, really, uh, national championship, hopefully next season, because he looks solid. So I'm excited. He looks great. I actually felt bad for them, the draw they got with the bowl game. Um, yeah, I know. Because you, know, you wouldn't like to have seen them play. They got, yeah. they got the, in my opinion, the worst draw you could get. That's about because right, you, you beat Cincinnati, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> and you lose sure. to them, and everyone laughs at you. Yeah, we always get the Texases and Nebraskas and Cincinnati, never really like a solid bowl game, and then everybody decides not to play, and then it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's tough. I mean, yeah, you but... said, like I said, we talked about the Auburn-UCF thing a few years ago, but very similar in that you know, everyone thought UCF was a joke. And yeah. then it'd be mm-hmm. Auburn, and now Auburn's the joke, right? And so, unfortunately, Georgia's, you know, like I say, if they win big, it's like, well, yeah, that's the reason Cincinnati never had a chance to get to the CFT, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I wanted to see him play, you know, something like the game that Florida gets to play or, you know, get to play mm-hmm. Oklahoma or something like that. You'd love to see him get in that mix. but Yeah, um, well, they, start, they, they open up the season next year with Clemson. Oh, yeah. No, listen, they're going to be tested right away, and they'll have all the opportunities they want. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, Georgia and Oklahoma, and I would argue A&M, and I'm still pissed that they didn't get in. But Yeah, um, let's talk about that. <laughs> you could argue that those three teams are playing as good as, you know, obviously Alabama and Clemson are in a different world. But, you know, Georgia Oklahoma are playing as good right now as anybody in the country. Um, you yeah. could definitely make that argument. So now, uh, me, so you're I, not a Notre Dame get in guy. No, you, you didn't think. No, so, no. I, I I was saying yesterday before the game that even if they lost by only one, I didn't care if they got blown out by Clemson. In my opinion, the conference championships have to matter for something. So I look at those like a playoff game. You know, everybody wants to expand to six or eight teams or whatever. Well, they already have it. They have conference championships games. And that should be a game that you have to win to get in, in my opinion. Now, Alabama was different. Like, if Alabama lost to Florida, of course. But I, so maybe you can set yourself far enough away. Yeah. But to me, if Notre Dame lost by one point, I would argue they shouldn't have made it. And without a doubt, when they lose by 30. So now, what, just, how, do you, how do you feel about the teams that don't play, though, in the conference championship? Like, they don't play that extra game. Are you like it, – It's weird in that – I, I get it, like, because that was the argument, you know, with, with Alabama, the year mm-hmm. they ended up winning, right, because they lost to Auburn earlier in the year. Um, it's, it's, it's weird, but it's just the way it works. Like, it's just the way it happens. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, sense. and that's what happened with A&M. I get it. Like, you'd be like, wait, I, they didn't even play. I, I at least played in a game this weekend. I know, but you lost. So, like, <laughs> like the, 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 the most recent thing on your resume is losing a game. And that's not true for the other teams you're considering there. I, like I said, I know I knew they were going to put Notre Dame in no matter what happened. I'm not surprised by the outcome. Yeah. Um, I just disagree with it so strongly. I, I just hate it. Yeah. The, th- the, the thing I, that I don't think you I don't think you can punish Notre Dame for having to play Clemson twice, and then you reward Ohio State for barely beating a team a Northwestern team that I don't think is very good. I don't think you reward them for beating Northwestern. You reward them for being undefeated conference champions. And I know undefeated was only five games. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, but you know, like if you're an undefeated conference champion, especially in the SEC, the ACC, or the uh, Big Ten, then you're automatic. You know, it's just I just and I would make the argument just 
looking at team, I think people agree that Ohio State looks like one of the best four teams. <laughs> you know, I think if you say, okay, Ohio State's going to play Notre Dame on a neutral field, most people would pick Ohio State, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people pick Notre Dame. But, you know, I think Ohio State would be A&M. I think Ohio State would be, you know. So I, I don't even think Ohio State was up for the argument. I thought the argument was, you know, A&M, Notre Dame, God, maybe even Oklahoma, you know, although the two losses, I think, kill them. And then, you know, you could – like Cincinnati is a team you got at least, like, consider – Although I think the resume was terrible, so to yeah. me it was to me it was just clearly A and M and Notre Dame. They both have one loss. Uh, you know, yeah, A and M's was to the best team. Notre Dame's was to the second yeah. best team in theory. And, but you're right, Notre Dame's got the better, really the better second win, right? That's really what did them over. You could, to some extent, say Clemson and, and Florida or whatever, but it's the second win. You know, the UNC win if you think that was a good one at least yeah. another top 15 program. That's what got them over the hump, no doubt. But to me, you know, A&M lost by 24, 28 points, whatever it was, nine weeks ago. Yeah, 24. Notre Dame told me yesterday that they don't belong anywhere in the top four teams. So just looking at that, I would go A&M. Yeah. But, huh. You know, I, I, I'm not the one making the decision, obviously. So hey, yeah. It is what it is, but I'm, yeah. I'm with Kellen Ma, man. It's a joke. You know, shouldn't have yeah. happened. Have you guys worked with him or no? Uh, a little bit. So I, I've worked with him. I haven't worked with him. I, I know him pretty well. Uh, Quincy's worked with him a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's another guy that if he, you know, I, I assume he's coming out at this point. I think he's a guy that maybe – would want to try to do his draft prep with us. Um, so a guy that we might be able to work with here going forward a lot you guys, more. You guys are going to have a star-studded draft prep. You, you know, it's so funny because it's like it, so much – like Kellamon is maybe an outlier where, like, he hasn't trained with us, us a bunch, but he might jump in with us. Yeah. Um, and really, it's really more about, you know, what do, what is, what do Trey and Jamie want to do, right? They're first guys in. They kind of – kind of set the room if you will um so they kind of make the decision on who they want to work with or who they don't want to work with but oh, okay but like the rest of the guys i mean they've trained with us for the last three four years so like whenever malik willis goes to the draft we know he's training with us right whenever the yeah. king goes to the draft we're pretty sure he's training with us like you know you go down the list of you know like sean clifford at penn state's a guy who's worked with us a ton sam hartman at wake forest like whenever he so like you can kind of look out and and see the next, you know, uh, Anthony Brown in Oregon, who yeah. you know, ended up kind of being the hero the other night, finally getting on the field and loved it. Right? Like, so there's a bunch of guys that you know it's coming. Now, Quincy and I talk about it all the time. Like, we're going to have these pretty major, like, three to five guys, and, you know, we'll probably always have a, a, a top 10 guy in the mix there, and, you know, and, and definitely have some guys that have a chance to go yeah. high every year. So, what, what you guys should be really talking about is how you're going to have these three badass podcast guys who are <laughs> out of shape just come up to Atlanta and just – Out of shape? Yeah. Okay. Mean, Speak for yourself, right? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape. Uh, and it's just going to kill a, a, a draft trip. Uh, I would a thousand percent win that, by the way. No we're, way. We're ready. No chance. No chance. All right, if you, if you had to guess – who the best athlete is of us three? Just just by talking with us and looking at who would you say is the best athlete? 
I've already I'm said in the military, I was out of by shape. The way. He, he knows I'm in the military, so. I've already said it, I was I out of shape. Say, like, it, that it has, has nothing to, to do with. It has no, no shape. So, this yeah. isn't a running competition. I'm talking about like, a, like playing sports. I mean, I would beat you nothing. in the ground, Joe, in pretty much any competition, man. <laughs> We've had this, me and Joe go back and forth. I mean, we got to make this happen because I will. Nah, I will respectfully get third, and I, I don't mind that. <laughs> oh, I thought, I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you, Hudgens is. And third. there's no shame in that, right? There's no, no shame. In that. No shame in that. Yeah. No shame in that at all. Funny. I want to see you guys on the board. I want to see you draw up plays and talk through protections and you know answer questions. That's, that's that's really where the draft prep money gets made. Is, right there. That is true. That is oh, true. Oh, I'm I'm good at Madden. I'd be, I can do I'd be trash at that probably. Yeah, I, I never ask Madden when we when I play Madden. I always ah, think see, of the there plays. you go. Yeah, you, don't, you don't need that extra help. I like Hail that. Mary. Hail Mary. <laughs> All right. So Joe, Joe being a Bears guy, he's a big yeah. Trubisky guy. Yeah. You're a big uh, Trubisky guy. I didn't think those guys existed. He's he's winning games. I mean, he, <laughs> he's I if the option but, but of, of Joe does want dra- another quarterback, listen, though. Li- yes, if the option, if we're able to get a, a truly a good quarterback, then I would gl- I would gladly trade Trubisky. But I don't I don't know if you can do that now at seven and seven. Yeah, I mean it was one of those, and then obviously there's a lot of teams in this situation are having this. Like Jets are probably hating that they they won today, right? Like <laughs> there's this conversation that you know you're hurting your team by winning, kind of, or your your prospects, but. Um, yeah, separating the two. I mean, I think, you know, I think that the QB draft class is really loaded this year coming in. So I think you can get really good guys wherever the bears end up drafting. Um, I don't know. To me, I've seen enough of Trubisky to like feel like I know what he is or what he isn't. And to me, he's not a franchise QB who's going to, you know, give you a chance to win championships and, and and there's a lot of pieces that Chicago needs to deal with you know around it's not like you're one piece away either um but I don't know I just I think there's obviously when they made the move to Nick that was them deciding that he's not the answer and then Nick gets hurt and so Mix comes back in and you're right Mix played well the last couple of weeks but I don't think it changes you know the real the real deal yeah uh, shout I'm, out to, Col- I'm, I'm team Zach Wilson because I think the Bears need a BYU quarterback that, that wears a headband, I just like, like Jim McMahon. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully <laughs> Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, Zach's had an incredible year this year. Um, I, I, it's so funny, like, the way he jumped up the draft list now into where he's like, you know, people think he's got a shot to get in front of Justin or, you know, a lot of people think he's ahead of, of Trey. Um, you know, so to me, that was a little surprise, especially the year. I know, I guess the story is he battled through some injuries last year at BYU. Um, but, you know, wasn't great last year, and now this year he is. Similar, similar to Joe Burrow, right? Like, you have this year that's okay, and then you have this great year. And so, okay, well, which guy are you getting, right? And, and yeah. usually the truth is it's somewhere in between. He probably wasn't as bad as he looked the first year and not quite as great as he looked the second year. And maybe Burge is the exception to that because maybe Burge just looks like he's great. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I think just looking at Zach Wilson, I've seen him play three or four games. It's hard for me to tell, you know, how he projects to the NFL. But, but like I said, I think where the Bears are going to be picking, I think they're kind of in can't-miss range. 
um, especially with the talent that the QBs are coming out this year. So yeah. if you end up with Zach, if you end up with Trey Lance, if, you know, somehow you end up with a, with a Mac Jones or, you know, um, I, I think there's a separation between Zach and Trey and, you know, where Kyle Trask and Mac Jones is no doubt, but I still think those guys are, are really talented quarterbacks. So I, uh, I really want to talk to Trey Lance because I just want to ask him about North Dakota. Seems like a lovely state from what he is. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Like, so, so Trey's from Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. is his home. So, like, you know, you're used to Minnesota and, you know, North Dakota probably doesn't feel like all that different or, you know, all that big of an adjustment. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, North Dakota State and that football program, if they do one thing, it's prepare quarterbacks to yeah. play at the next level. And, you know, we were talking about Jalen Hurts for the first 10 minutes and, you know, obviously Carson Wentz was the one that opened the door for that to happen. So it's not that it guarantees that you're going to be great, but, um, you know, Trey's a guy that when he gets on the board at these draft prep sessions and meets with GMs and coaches and scouts, you know, he's, he's going to have a ton of information because that's what North Dakota state expects out of their quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he can call every protection mm -hmm. and check everything and at the line and definitely without a doubt, had to do the most of any quarterback coming out in this draft class, um, which is interesting because you think, well, you play FCS and, you know, maybe Ohio State is preparing guys or Clemson is preparing guys differently. But, you know, I'm not sure there's anybody that prepares a quarterback the way North Dakota State does. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, shout out Colt McCoy right now, Brad, three for eight. Yeah, they just went for it on them, fourth down two. They should have kicked the field goal. And they faked the field goal, and Riley Dixon, oh. who wears number nine, our buddy Lawrence Tynes, who comes on the uh, podcast every once in a while, wore nine, and he says he wears it well, but that was trash. So how uh, uh, how close were they to to playing uh, Daniel Jones tonight? It was close, I don't right? know. I mean, they shouldn't have played him last week, and yeah. they called him inactive about two hours prior. So okay. they said that he they weren't um, they weren't planning on playing him pretty much through what I've seen all week, but. They played him way too early, and I think a lot of that falls on him being, you know, they say they ask you if you're ready, and of course he's going to say he's ready, but it really put us in a bind, yeah. especially with Colt McCoy helping us win against the Seahawks. But then he just got pounded into the ground all game, and I was <laughs> like, this this is brutal. So yeah, I'm. Uh, we talked about it. We talked about it before you came on, and I'm sure we we probably talked about this last time you were on. I am a giant. Josh Allen fan. Love that guy. You do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, he's obviously – it's so funny. Like, it's hard to, to criticize a guy who's playing the football he's playing right now, yeah. right? But once again, like, I think – and you see it in the NFL. You see guys go on these stretches, right? Like, Carson Wentz was the MVP in the NFL before he got hurt, right? And so, you have these guys that go on stretches – the, the, the true tell is the guy who can play over a long time in a career at a high level. Yeah. Um, Maybe I just really like him because he's been my fantasy quarterback for like the past two years. He just puts doing, up numbers. He's doing the job for you. Yeah. No, I like, I like him. I mean, I think there's a reason people had the question marks they did when he came out of college with accuracy and things of that nature. Um, you know, so did he get a lot better and develop? Maybe he did. Um you know, he obviously feels super comfortable, like he's got great confidence. You see it. You see quarterbacks that feel like, you know, they got all the answers 
are usually the ones that go out and play really well. The question will be if he, you know, makes a couple bad mistakes or, he, you know, they get a two-game losing streak or he takes a couple hits or whatever, does that get shaken and does he start to maybe go back to the guy he used to be? I don't know, you know, um, but usually I – I try not to go change my opinion too much on the ups and downs of a career. And so to me, Josh Allen's the guy who I thought he was coming out of college and he's playing really well now. Um, and we'll see how it goes from here. Yeah. I Does that make you. sense? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But all right, man. We, but if he's uh, winning fantasy football, then, you know. We'll see. Yeah. It's all uh, that matters, really. I these guys, we, we put, we, what's our buy-in? 50 bucks every year. Yep. So we, we, we do a buy-in. We have 12 people. Um, my team is an absolute just buzzsaw. We're just mowing people over. Well, the first game that COVID kind of postponed, everybody unanimously decided to give the money back, which was in my account. It was like in my Venmo account. So I Venmoed everybody their money back. So now my first fantasy championship is just, dust in the wind doesn't mean anything we got a trophy you're just it's just you know, you're doing it for love of the game you know it's not all about money right. if you're really i mean if you're really you know committed to it then just just be satisfied that you won that is that well that i'm glad i've got that's, that's the thing though he didn't well we don't know if he won because i'm gonna win quit. Yeah. i'm gonna win but everybody, everybody oh everybody nobody's oh, oh yeah that's the thing up with yeah that's yeah. the thing everybody else yeah which I see. I thought you guys were still playing. No. Out though. No. no. Which no. in my defense, I quit playing too. Like I didn't set my lineup for like six weeks straight. So, so what you're claiming here is that you had the best draft. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I would there's, agree a lot, there's a lot. There's a long story about about okay. that. There's right. no we won't we do don't do it. Then. There's yeah. not. <laughs> uh, but all right, man. We we appreciate you jumping on, and hanging out with us. Uh, of course. One more thing. I've checked the website. Yeah. How is a quarterback takeover shirt? Is that staff only? Which one? Which one are you looking for? Just anything. Any, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a uh, text. I'll shoot me a text and text me sizes, and I'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. We we love the brand getting represented out there. So. Oh yeah, we'll we'll hey, this podcast. We are quarterback takeover guys. That's, <laughs> I love like, it. When you mentioned earlier, if we knew, you know, Vandergriff's quarterback coach, I'm like, no, because we're we're quarterback takeover guys. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I love it. I yeah. love it. I appreciate the loyalty. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> man. Funny. We appreciate it, and uh, maybe we can get you back on here soon. Talk some more football. Sounds good, man. Good talking to you awesome. guys as Thanks always. For on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have a good night.